Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, we've taken a short break from the book of Exodus, and here's part two of Pastor Michael's Christmas teaching in the book of Luke, called Peace Among Men. Now, if you turn over to the Gospel of John, John 1. John, one of four Gospel writers, takes us back before the manger. And he says these famous words, In the beginning, probably in allusion to Genesis 1-1, was the Word, the Word, John 1-1, was with God, and the Word was God. He, this Word, was in the beginning with God, All things came into being by him and apart from him. Nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. That word, verse 14, John 1, became flesh and dwelt among us. John is an eyewitness of Jesus' ministry. And we beheld his glory. Glory of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus existed before that Bethlehem night. You could render John 1, before the beginning began was the word. And if you are there before the beginning began, that means you are the beginner. Everybody with me? Say, Pastor Michael, I had too many cookies. Come on, man. Think about it. If you're there before the beginning began, then you must be eternal. And the verses go on to say that this one, this word who became flesh, made everything. He made the stars, the moon, the sun, the angels, people. Insects, animals, nothing would exist without him. And that one who made everything became a baby. And he wasn't born in the Holy of Holies in Jerusalem. That's what we might expect. And in the the most holy place we might expect, that's where God would carefully place, you know, the Son of God. But no, he was born in a manger, in a stable, in a nowhere town to people who were not known and we never would have known their names had this not happened he was born in a place that really represents the house of bread bethlehem two hebrew words which means house of bread he is the bread of life a few chapters later fast forward to his earthly ministry he's engaged encountering speaking with a man named Nicodemus. Nicodemus comes to him at night and says, we know you must be from God. No one can do the things you do unless God is with him. And Jesus said to Nicodemus, probably the teacher of Israel, I tell you, you must be born again. If you're not born again, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. Nicodemus had a question. I think it's a good question. How can a man be born again when he's old? 
Can he go back into his mommy's womb and be born? I'm an old dude, Jesus. You see who I am? And Jesus is saying, I'm not talking about physical stuff, Nick. I'm saying you must have an experience where you're born again on the inside. You must be born from above. And then Jesus, and this is what I'm going to leave you with on this Christmas Eve night. He breaks into was probably the most beloved section of scripture that has ever been shared. Jesus says, God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn or to judge the world, but that the world should be saved through him. He who believes in Jesus, John 3, 18, is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the judgment, that light has come into the world, but men love darkness rather than light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil, hates the light, does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. Skip all the way down to the end of John 3. He who believes in the Son, this is John 3, 36, has eternal life. He who does not obey the Son shall not see life. But would you notice? But the wrath of God abides on him. Now, as we read John 3.36, that may sound a little bit harsh to some of you. What do you mean the wrath of God abides on that person? Here's the deal. This is what I was sharing with Bob on the golf course. We've all sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. Don't worry, that's not people walking out. That is the praise team, by the way. (laughs) Although I'm used to people walking out, so... It wouldn't surprise me, but <laughs> you might say, well, what does it mean that the wrath of God abides on somebody? Here's what it means. It means that our sin deserves God's wrath. God is a, is a pure and holy judge. God will judge sin. He will. You can take it to the bank. He is holy. But instead of judging me, and I'll make this personal for me, Instead of pouring his wrath on me, he poured it on his own son who was innocent. And Jesus took my place. There was a a group of people who came up after first service and somebody shared with me that they were going through some regret over some decisions that they've made in the past couple of years. And, And feeling some, you know, understandable difficulty and shame that goes with mistakes that we make. And I had said in that message, you know, if you're in Christ, this is from 2 Corinthians 5, and you want to go back and check this, this is verses 17 through 21. If you're in Christ, God, please hear this well, is no longer counting your sins against you. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. Jesus Christ paid for 
all your sins, not just some, all of them at the cross. But you and I must receive that gift. The good news of the gospel is that we must receive it. So I told Bob at the end of the round, I said, Bob, if I can just share this with you, I'd say, I said, let's say that I decided that I wanted to give you my driver. My driver is a prized possession of mine, by the way. In golf, your driver is what you hit off most of the tee boxes. Hopefully, you hit it straight. It's your big club. And they can be kind of pricey. I said, Bob, what if I said to you, I want to give you my driver as a gift? Oh. <laughs> I said, I'm just kidding. I'm not really going to give you. This is, a, this is an illustration now. I said, that club, that golf club would become yours only if you receive the gift from me. Make sense? Yeah. I want to give it to you. It's my offer to you. But unless you take that club and put it into your golf bag, it's not yours. And it can't do you any good. And you can see how it's been helping out my golf game all day, Bob. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Sometimes it goes wayward. Here's the point. The gospel is free. It's a gift that God offers to all of us, but you must receive it or it's not yours. The gospel of Jesus Christ can only benefit you if you make it your own. And the moment that you make it your own, the Bible says you are saved. This is the, the verse that I think brings the point home. John five twenty four. Truly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, John 5, 24, but he's passed out of death into life. That's the simple message of the gospel. God so loved you that he sent his son on a rescue mission. And Jesus did what was necessary, though he did not want to. He recoiled from the cross. He said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to drink it. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And when he entered the world on that Bethlehem night, he knew what his mission was. He knew he was going to live 33 years. That's not a very long life. He knew how he was going to die. And he knew why he was going to die. And you know, the why is you. As you sit here tonight, he came for you. I have the privilege from the pulpit to scan faces in a room. And when I look... I see the beauty of who you guys are. You've been made in the image of God. What draws you here is a God who loved you. A God who says, you'll find completeness and wholeness only when you come to know me. If you decide to live your life without me, if you run from me, if you try to do it other ways, you're going to be empty. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment.
We've come to it, the week of Christmas. We know how it is. You're getting that last-minute gift shopping done. Can we add one more to your list? Would you consider giving a year-end gift to Walk in Truth? We rely on the generosity of our listeners to help fund this ministry so we can equip as many people as possible with God's truth and show them how to apply that truth to their life. We hope Pastor Michael's teachings have been doing that for you. Would you please consider giving a gift of $20? That's usually the max price of a white elephant gift. With the help of your donation, we will continue to bring the gospel to people listening on this radio station and straight to their phone through podcast. Please give your Christmas donation of $20 now. Visit walkintruth.com and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH or visit walkintruth.com. Thank you so much for your partnership and have a blessed and Merry Christmas. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Let this cup pass from me. I don't want to drink it. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And when he entered the world on that Bethlehem night, he knew what his mission was. He knew he was going to live 33 years. That's not a very long life. He knew how he was going to die. And he knew why he was going to die. And you know, the why is you. As you sit here tonight, he came for you. I have the privilege from the pulpit to scan faces in a room. And when I look, I see the beauty of who you guys are. You've been made in the image of God. What draws you here is a God who loved you. A God who says, you will find completeness and wholeness only when you come to know me. If you decide to live your life without me, if you run from me, if you try to do it other ways, you're going to be empty. But you can have a full life if you come to know your creator. Doesn't it make sense that you wouldn't be complete until you came to know the one who made you? That makes total sense to me. And so I just want to have you take a moment. We're going to share in a moment of communion here on this uh, Christmas Eve night. The elements are going to come by. They're going to represent the pierced body of Jesus Christ, the shed blood that he shed for us on the cross. And they have deep, incredible significance. But they have great meaning if you have received the reality of what the elements represent. So uh, we're going to come down the center aisle. Pastor John, is that why you're pointing at me? So we're going to start from the back. Don't get up yet. And uh, we'll have the back rows. You can come down the sides and come down the middle. And then just grab the elements I'm just going to ask you that when you're ready to take them, you just take them on your own. We're going to be playing some music in the background. After we have a time of communion, we have candles that we've given you, and we're going to close with Silent Night, and we're going to light the candles carefully (laughs) and uh, 
enjoy some candlelight as we sing together. But before, oh, we have them in the back too, Pastor John. Okay, we have some elements back there as well. Um, but before we do that, can I, can I just maybe have you look at me and I look at you and just ask you a question? Just one simple question. Do you know the Savior? Is he your Lord and Savior? Have you met him personally? Do you know that you know that you know that you know him? There's nothing more important. And if you know him, the greatest gift of all is he lives inside of you. And he's, he's made you his own. He stamped you with his, his presence. And the greatest present is his presence. Amen? All the physical things are going to perish. Even that cool driver I was talking about, one day will be rusty and sold at a garage sale. But the one who lives in me says he's gone to prepare a place for me. And he came to save me. And if you've not met him, if you've been playing church and and you've not entered into that relationship, can I just encourage you? This would be the greatest Christmas of all. I told you about JT and Robert this morning getting into the waters of baptism. They will never forget this Christmas. Never and I pray that this will be a Christmas that could mark your calendar so that when Christmas is over and, and the, all the wrapping needs to be thrown away and all those cookies you try to give away to other people, man, it comes, and we, we get ready, and then Christmas is over. And then we go, some of you do this, oh, now what? <laughs> I love Christmas, but then it's over. The now what is live that new life in Christ. You might say, well, Pastor Michael, what do I have to do to be saved? You have to believe. You have to place your trust in what God says in his word. You have to believe that Jesus is who he said he was. He's come on a rescue mission to save you and you have to say, yes, I surrender. And if you do, and maybe you've been a wandering sheep and you felt like, man, you're, maybe you are the prodigal. Maybe you've been hurt. Maybe you've been disappointed. Whatever it may be, come home. He'll save you. He'll give you a new heart and a new start. You can leave this place forgiven. You can leave this place with a new purpose. Would you pray with me, Father? Thank you for the precious people that have come out on this Christmas Eve. Thank you for the wonderful gift of Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Thank you that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, he despised the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Thank you for what you endured for me, Jesus. Thank you for your patience with us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that the psalmist said, if you, O Lord, kept a record of sin, who could stand? But with you, there's forgiveness. With you, amazing grace. We can say every sin I've ever committed, you have erased. Lord, for that person who may be just a little bit hesitant or maybe right there, but they just haven't made it official, I pray that tonight will be their night 
you'll save them and that they'll reach out that hand to the Savior. I pray for all the precious saints that have come to honor you on this Christmas Eve night that you'll bless their celebrations, bless the coming year, meet their every need, take care of the concerns of their heart, remind them that you will never leave them nor will you ever forsake them. And Lord, as we uh, have a chance to reflect on our lives at the end of a year, may we look back and see the growth that has happened, even the challenges that you've used to shape our lives so we can look forward to a year of hope and a year of light. I pray your blessing upon each one that's here, and I pray that in Jesus' name. You've been listening to part two of Pastor Michael Lance's Christmas teaching in the book of Luke called Peace Among Men. If you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we'd love to hear from you. You can email Pastor Michael with your questions based on what you heard in his teaching today, or maybe you have a question about something else, or maybe you need encouragement or prayer. Or maybe you'd just like to share with us how Pastor Michael's teachings have blessed you. You can email Pastor Michael at this email address, contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. Again, contact at walkintruth.com. And thanks for reaching out. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, here we are, Friday, December 23rd. This is Pastor Michael Lance. You're listening to Walk in Truth. And it is Christmas time. And I, I tell you, I love Christmas time. Christmas means Christ was sent. It's true. Christmas is the center of history. The incarnation of the Lord Jesus Christ is the most blessed Christmas gift of all. And we give gifts in light of his great gift. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Maybe you've stumbled upon this broadcast on a Friday before Christmas. Maybe you're stressed out, wigged out, whatever it may be. And you're like, man, a message about peace, that's the thing that I lack. How do I get it? Well, you get it not through a, not by going to a place, but to a person. You see, there is a person who claims to be our peace. His name is Jesus. And he brings peace through bringing salvation, reconciliation, purpose, meaning. And even when we go through the bumpy times, he extends a peace that passes understanding. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give it to you. Don't be afraid. Christmas is a time to renew love and joy and peace and truth. It's a time to kind of reorient. Um, the trajectory of your life, to count your blessings and to know and trust that Jesus Christ is Savior, King, and Lord. If he's not your King, if he's not your Savior, if he's not your God, ask him to be. Tell him that you want him to rule your life. You need forgiveness of sin. We all do. I was just asking, even this morning, on the great forgiveness I've received in Christ. I'm, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I have peace with God. Not because I've performed particularly well, 
But because of what he did, and my life has changed because of it, this is the gospel. This is Christmas. Good news of great joy for all people. For today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. Hey, if we can help you in any way, you can always reach out to us at walkintruth.com. There's a way to connect with us, walkintruth.com. You can submit prayer requests. You can see about partnering with us, uh, find out more about the ministry and even the church behind the ministry at walkintruth.com. I pray you have a beautiful Christmas weekend. Uh, Sunday is actually Christmas Day. Isn't that exciting? Uh, What a great time for Christmas to fall. And I pray you'll be in church on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and celebrating the greatest gift of all, Jesus. Amen. See you next time. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast for free. Also, more people like you can dive deeper into the Word of God and apply it to their life. Please consider becoming a Walk in Truth monthly partner of at least $5 a month or give a one-time tax-deductible Christmas gift. Please visit walkintruth.com to give. And join us Monday for Pastor Michael's teaching, getting back into the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verses 15 through 28, called Clean Out the Old Leaven. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, have a very Merry Christmas, and thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.